Welcome to Gideon, guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepath. I'm Travis Washington. And this is the podcast where Travis and I discuss DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite show, and one that Travis is watching for the first time. And right now we're at season two, episode eight, eight. I think. Eight. Yep. Um, or eight or, is eight or nine. The Chicago Way. It's the, the Chicago Way. It's episode eight. Okay. The Chicago Way. So uh-huh. what's uh-huh. that Netflix synopsis, Travis? When Damien Dark and a new ally make a pact with Al Capone, the legend set course for 1920 Chicago, where a sinister plot begins to unfold. Mm. And you'll notice I didn't put an accent on that because uh, Chicago accents aren't very easy to do. They're not something you should just try. You know, mm. you know, you shouldn't. You got to spend some time with them. Uh, another thing, uh, like if you're making a show where someone has to use a Chicago accent, <laughs> make them spend some time with it. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> Okay, I have to ask, are are you talking about Al Capone, sir? He's awful. He's awful. <laughs> Every time he was on screen, it was awful. He was terrible, man. He was really bad. He was like Shia LaBeouf got bitten by bees. <laughs> he was like Shia LaBeouf. But like, do you remember... Um, when when Mar- Marty Short, Martin Short and uh, uh, Bad Luck or Rotten Luck, what was that? His movie with Danny Glover where he got, he got bitten by bees. Dumb Luck, I think it was called. <laughs> See if I can find it. Oh, oh, I just every time he was on screen. He's something. <sighs> I looked him up and hasn't done a lot, but works more in production. Mm. So <laughs> they were like, hey, who looks kind of like al capone you do but wait are you 20 because he also looks like he's 20 wasn't was that i guess i wonder if that was a choice he's supposed to look like a baby face was he a baby face <laughs> gangster he's so-, so young and he's and there's no accent and his whole it was an accent or it was an attempt at one and then it would go away attempt. for some like, but, but he wasn't even so leaning hard into anything mm-hmm. it was his he was trying to play cold and calculated but it just came across as uh, it came across as so they didn't tell me it was Halloween. It did seize. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was going to the opera. It didn't tell me it was Halloween. Pro- oh, <laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even do a Chicago accent. It's he's look. I love this episode, but you love I this do, episode. I, I be because of dude. Because yeah, of I I think like I I I saw a very similar to an episode from last season into like the way I was feeling. I knew what you were going to say because when I was watching this, I'm like, I can't remember what season episode one it was. There was Mm -hmm. one where Travis was like, and then everything happens. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get to it. So let's get to it. Because right away, you're in Chicago, 1927. Mm-hmm. Right? In the recap, they show some of Stein's kid in Reverse Flash. So we know they're coming. I'm I'm all in on Reverse Flash. I love him. Great, isn't he? I love that character. And I love the new, uh, uh, I'm going to ask you about him when we get to him. Oh, yeah. When we get Malcolm to him, Merlin. Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. Um, but right away, we're in Chicago, 1927. I'm sure, just like me, you're thinking potential, right? Mm-hmm. For, for something great. And it, I will say right now, it was wasted. I feel like it was wasted. The, the, the this set piece, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it, but I just like, man. Well, what man. it is, well, what it is, is you were thinking 
it's you were thinking perhaps that this is going to be a full episode that's mainly just about gangsters in chicago mm-hmm. as a standalone like some of the other ones mm-hmm. and it kind of um, was and for the most part it was for the most part it was but um much like the plot twist is that the only reason they're there is because it's a trap set by the bad guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the whole, the only reason they went to 1927 was to lure them there. Mm-hmm. So, so much like how oh, it flips in the middle. Okay, I, I could. Anyway, let's. I wouldn't say in the middle. I'd say like three quarters away. Like I, I, yeah. I scrolled the mouse over, uh, and uh, like the, there was 11 minutes left <laughs> when it when it clicked for me. I think I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll see if you can figure out when it when it uh, is. That, oh, and it is a total switch, dude. There was times here when I'm like, again, I was feeling that same feeling that I get. Am I just in a shitty mood today? And this is just like not for me because there was stuff I really didn't like. It like some of like the worst of the show, especially at this stage mm-hmm. in okay. the show's run. I thought. Okay. Um, but again, mix it like you've like this Malcolm Merlin uh, show. Anyways, tell the story. Night, Chicago, nineteen twenty-seven. Okay, so it opens up with you know what? If you've never seen the Untouchables, you you maybe you must you might as well have because there's so many Untouchables. I'll I'll, make, I'll goof on that. They cram you it down the throat with the Untouchables fucking references. Yeah, I mean that's, um, that's what I kind of uh, thought when I saw the title. I'm like, are they? Is this going to be? Uh, just untouchable knockoffs, and essentially it was. <laughs> and, and, and but they made them made fun of themselves. It, it got funnier as that that joke got funnier as it went along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, down to the, I, I'm not even doing any um, IMDb curious this time because there's really nothing to talk about there except mm-hmm. for a lot of. Well, you know, Elliot Ness didn't really do what you know the <laughs> myths say he did. I'm like, yeah, like we all fucking know that. Okay, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He didn't look like Robert Stack or Kevin Costner because they mentioned that later yeah, on when they yeah, yeah. first see him. He, he doesn't look like Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner yeah. and so, and, you know, those jokes I, I thought fell kind of flat, but I did. I, I liked the knockoff music that we open with here. Wah, wah. I adore yeah. that Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro. Yeah, it's been, I probably watched it when i was a teenager and i haven't seen it since oh I, that's one I can, of my major I just like, I, I know the really famous scene that's like uh battleship potemkin with oh the, yeah it's yeah it's you know it's it's one entire um ripoff yeah like every that's, scene that's is, De palma is really great at that i love that yeah it's yeah it's, it's the palma going i'm gonna take this from that and this from that and mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun um so uh it's a rainy dock. I mean, was this a set piece or is this some place in uh, Vancouver you went? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. They actually went to Chicago. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't recognize <laughs> they it. They spent a lot of money. Yeah, just for this one opening shot. Mm-hmm. And so Al Capone's there and uh, who's the new guys in town? And uh, it's uh, Damien Dark. And suddenly uh, Thawne shows up and just murders him, murders all the the thugs because one thing you'll find in this episode killing major historical characters and we've seen this before is could really fuck up the timeline but killing goons no problem yeah and none whatsoever yeah Yeah. 
That's hilarious. <laughs> Goons have that guy was like a, that guy was, was just like, just cannon fodder. That's the only reason he was there. He has no number twos. <laughs> it's Al Capote is a one man show. <laughs> so, um, phones reveal and they're like telling Capone, "Hey, we're here to help you." I love, and we'll see more of it. We see some of it here, but the banter between Merlin, Thon, and Dark. Mm-hmm. they're yep. great they're yep. so they're they are three gr- top-notch pros hamming it up together yeah they all and, get to be villains it's just yeah. it's so it's like borderline masturbatory these but that but it's more oh. kind of circle jerky when it gets into this <laughs> the oh, legion of doom right oh and they bicker amongst each yeah. other constantly yeah. oh it did uh, yeah i'm sure i'm gonna enjoy it <laughs> i can already they're, tell yeah and thankfully this is the liftoff episode. I mean, this is like, hey, we're finally getting to what this season's about. Mm-hmm. We had the aliens, we had the standalones. We're gonna do this, and here's the ignition to the rest of the, the of the season that is about finding the spear of destiny, which is. We'll, I'll talk about it right now. No, no, I'll save it for later. Okay. Um. So. Malcolm Merlin shows up. They're like, we're just waiting for our you know, third guy. And I geeked out when I first saw this because I'm like, oh shit, because within these shows, he's a known character. He's a he was the arrow season one, big bad. Mm-hmm. And then a recurring character as well, right up to, to season four of Arrow. And uh he, at one point he became Ray Al Ghoul and shit. Mm. And he's played by John Barrowman. Who I don't know if you're aware of John Barrowman. And uh, tell me where I would have seen him before. Let's see. Um, Doctor Who, the new <laughs> Doctor Who's, if you ever, he played a character named J- Captain Jack Harkness. Nope, I haven't seen any. Okay. And, old or new Doctor Who's, really. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's where I first uh, saw him and uh, loved him he's just amazing and he's a big song and dance guy too stage right. uh, broadway uh, actor and he's fantastic he's so good yeah. he can yeah. just take it to every goddamn level he played mm-hmm. on doctor who he played like a um an omnisexual like dressed like a 1920s a fighter pilot because that's where he first you know became immortal sure you know and he's like a bit of a rogue through time shit and he fucks everything that wow. that's his character he's great <laughs> but on this show he doesn't like homosexuals that's one of, that's one of malcolm merlin's big thing you saw hmm. it in this yeah uh, he's talking to sarah guy at one point guy saw, or girl yeah, yeah or girl yeah, yeah yeah that's like that really pisses him off because nissa al ghul Mm-hmm. who we met last season who was in love with sarah was supposed to marry him to bestow shit from the league of assassins but she was in love with sarah so he's Damn. oh yeah so it's poisonal it's poisonal i didn't yeah i didn't know him from adam um <laughs> but uh so but thank you for filling me in but uh right. malcolm merlin in dc comics lore who is this gay that's it's that's funny because Apparently, he was a character I was just never aware existed. <laughs> but I did know of him before this show, though. First time I saw him was DC did. You might you might have heard about this. 
DC did this mini series in the early 2000s or like 2005 called Identity Crisis. Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. we're, we're super. Like, yeah, excellent. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a. It, I, I loved it at the time. I recently oh, read it and I saw why a lot of people didn't like how dark it got. Yeah, but it's still like a, it's a landmark piece, man. People people talk about that as being kind of a beginning of a new renaissance for DC. Yeah. But and the payoff sucked, you know, because first, first, like, oh shit, the Adam killed her. I was like, no, it was the Adam's wife. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. okay. Who <laughs> didn't yeah. see that coming? I'm like, eh, yeah. fine. And I loved Sue Dibney as a character, and I I hated that they did that to that character. But anywho, what was I mean, I so for you, it was for, 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 for you, it was poisonal. It was poisonal. <laughs> It was. It was very personal. Oh shit! But you remember Malcolm Merlin was in that. They just called him Merlin, and he was an archer, and he was like a great. He didn't wear a mask. He had like pointy hair, but he was one of the. Because remember, a lot of it was being told from the villain's perspective while they're on the run. Various ones. He's one of them. So I knew mm-hmm. him from that. You know, that was the first. But apparently, he'd been around before that, but. I'd never i'd never read really any green arrow comic books uh, they didn't exist mainly when i was a kid mm-hmm. and when they did i wasn't buying them but um in this he's got the long and storied history on on arrow but he's uh, one of the main bad guys so let's get to the fucking story so we're on the ship nate and ray are sparring again they're having a sibling rivalry travis bro dudes <laughs> just bro dudes having a and they have this little scene where Sarah just comes down. She's like, the last time you did this, you broke the fucking ship, you know, and leaves and they're like mocking her, you know. She's like, don't make me come down here again. And they're like, don't make me come down here again. And she comes Damn. in, she's like, hey, I don't know. I thought that was, I just, it's her. I thought she was yeah. very charming in it. Yeah, I, know, I hated it. I hated really? it all. I liked yes. That. I liked that it. was trash. That was trash. <laughs> There's a lot of, this was a started like, just like, ugh. Somebody give this another ring through the the dialogue. This is the worst dialogue uh, up in uh, the <laughs> oh boy. episode had just terrible dialogue. Um, <laughs> and it would just be like, as I was writing it down, I remember when I wrote that down, when I made that, it was later on, I, I noticed it. Uh, and there was something that followed it up with just like, so, just to hammer home the point. Anyway, so okay. I, did, well, I think felt- she, I think Katie Lodge can take bad dialogue and to me, mm. make it work. But, but, but you know and, what? Okay, but... but- it was just you a talk, no, scene. Yeah. You brought up bad dialogue, and mm-hmm. I'm because we're right here. Remember the last episode? Remember Pound Town, Travis? Yes. Yeah, so now he says, You you forgot. Oh, Jax is so bad in this episode, too. That's the worst acting I've seen from him. He would just squint and make this kind of mm, kind mm-hmm. of like disgruntled face <laughs> so much. And like little sideways kind of what? Like it was just so. Like he was like uh, he was like wrestling acting, you know, f- for the cheap seats. Like that's what I mean, man. I was having a real tough time with this episode, but yeah. So this one he talks about how how, uh, how Garber didn't wrap it up when he had yeah. a chance. Well, he didn't say wrap it up. And this okay, this is like their first good good. The first take that they liked was Pound Town, but yes. they they had some you know some other shit on the the sheet that they didn't quite scratch out because they're talking about Lily and. He's like, you told me to pay more attention to my wife, and you and you paid less attention to putting on a condom. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Then, <laughs> yeah, I didn't tell you to go back and raw dog the bitch. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. 
so ridiculous. I hated this. I hated their scenes together. This is, as I said, this is the worst that Jefferson Jackson's Jefferson ever has been in this this whole thing. So, anyways, after just before this happened, just before this scene, um, I saw Wentworth Miller's names in the opening credits. Oh, okay. So, so ruined yeah, it for you. Yeah, they probably shouldn't have done that, but whatever. I guess it's not that big a deal. He's been around. Yeah, you could have. Yeah, you know, I didn't notice that, but I, if I had when I first watched this, I would have been annoyed. So, yeah, yeah that's not cool. Mm. Cool. Oh, god damn it! I could write. Uh, I could write for the sh- second season of this show. Yes, you could. <laughs> Sorry, pop the mic. Um, so the trouble alert goes off that there's going to be an aberration in 1927 Chicago, and this is an example of bad dialogue but it's a precursor of something that they, like I mentioned that they go with is when they're about to go on the mission and Sarah gets her one liner, like she's a David Caruso in a, mm-hmm. he takes off his sunglasses or puts the CSI. sunglasses on. Yeah. Yeah. CSI fucking show. Cause her little catchphrases as they do this becomes a joke and then it becomes a meta joke and on and on and on. But this one is just, Put on, grab your fedoras. We're going to the 1920s. Like, mm-hmm. You're right. You could have like, taken another crack. The, at the Simpsons are off to the to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did want to mention her braids. Back, she was braid extended braid scene. That's my. She knows my sweet spot. <laughs> oh boy. Um, I'll tell you what. Criticisms aside, the costuming in this episode I thought was great pretty great for the i thought they part. looked great mm, i that thought they capone, all looked great. for some reason even it looked bad on capone it just looked so much like somebody's kid brother dressing up <laughs> hey hey this i get to be the boss now it's <laughs> going with my stuff nothing dad nothing it's, it's, it's three kids uh in an yes, totally one ticket for emmanuel too please <laughs> You see, sometimes, Travis, when I say I love an episode, yes. I love it because yeah, of the shit. It was not a pleasant experience. Dude, it totally flipped. Uh, like, seriously, that 11-second or 11-minute mark left. Mm-hmm. It totally flipped for me, and it became a, a, a blast. Oh, uh, oh, yes, exactly. I think, I, think, I think you'll be able to pinpoint the moment. Oh, I think I, will. I, think I yeah. might have an idea. Yeah. When, but, well, I know a moment that you loved. But then, anyway, let's get to yeah. that moment. But then I had to, there was a few things I, you know, even though I'm enjoying this, Amaya's talking to make. And throughout this episode, I love the, the evolution of the relationship of Amaya and Mick. And, but she says to him, oh, when I was a kid in Zambezi, you know, I, I always dreamed of going to Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. And my geek critique mind goes, Aren't you in the Justice Society of America? I'm sure you've been to Chicago. <laughs> That's fun. Only up in New York. Wait a second. Isn't does Chicago exist in the DC universe? Oh yeah. So what's Gotham City? It's Gotham City. Where is it located? Uh, is there a map you. of the United States? Yeah. Okay. Is there a map of the United States in the DC universe? Not for many, many, many years. Yeah. And to up to this day i think some people have tried to approximate what it is but i don't think dc has ever committed 
Hmm. really to what it is it's sort of like you never know where this what state the simpsons live in sort of thing you're never gonna mm-hmm. because real cities exist and gotham city and metropolis and central city and all that shit hmm. interesting yeah yeah it's, it's always like oh, hmm. so it's gotham city out right outside of metropolis which is right outside of new york which is right outside of you know that, that's new jersey would just be swallowed up <laughs> make any <laughs> there'd be no atlantic city for fuck's sake (laughs) so nate and ray are going undercover and i thought they looked good in their outfits and they spot elliot ness Mm -hmm. and that's when he says he doesn't look like kevin costner and (laughs) the more i go through my notes the more i know of why this is pissing you off (laughs) nate somehow figures out that maybe someone tipped off al capone about ness which is exactly what happened the, the bad guy said that earlier um so they're undercover ray's on it he goes to get Ness, and ray's an idiot remember, remember ray was an idiot in season one ray's yeah. an idiot because yeah, this is totally back to that oh gee walkers oh because <laughs> the cops show up and go no we got him and he's like well well i guess if it's the cops you know and of course nate has to braid him don't you know that the cops at this time period were amazingly corrupt? If you were from Chicago, you might be like, yes, we know. (laughs) 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 Go over and over. You know, it's those 11 minutes that do it for me too, buddy. I'm just like, yep, that's that's all I care about. Um, So so the cops swipe Elliot Ness, but the legends eventually nab him back. Yeah, but Stein is a memory flash and it causes them to run right by him. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, that was so bad. That was so bad. He's just standing there like, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't hear anything. (laughs) But he had this like look of like post-coital glee on his face. Like, yes, yes, yes. Oh, man. You're, you're reliving every little moment of this awful like three quarters. But history has place. changed yeah. because now Al Capone becomes mayor. And that little twist I liked. I'm like, that's fun. You know, that's old fashioned comic book shit. Oh shit, Al Capone became mayor. What are we mm-hmm. gonna do? I miss so, that entirely, I guess. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they get to get in a joke about is like he's something worse than a criminal now, a politician. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I right? Mm. <laughs> now so, they're both it's amazing so capone is going to give ness uh put him in the cement galoshes knocks him into the the river mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it is yeah the legends show up they're saving the day uh, amaya turns into a dolphin or uses her dolphin powers to to save him they pull him out. He's got brain damage. And then we pull away to Damien Dark. With I love his fucking line der- delivery. He's like, Merlin was right. They took the bait. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sound like Adam West just there. Oh, really? was, that, was that where um, uh, uh, 
where Capone was like they got on they got the the they yeah. and he just kind of like they they <sighs> they bolt off and then he just kind of stands up from lying down and like <laughs> after this beat down or whatever hey it all worked like it was all like he was just lying down it's just you could totally see like and action <laughs> and <he's> just, <laughs> I don't yeah. know if that was this one but I didn't look I didn't bother taking a lot of notes on the it's just every time this around. prick every time this prick went on screen I'd get even angrier he's just so <laughs> just so I, out of out to lunch man i just he's, i look i hate to shit on people too bad but i mean dude he's terrible i yeah. mean it's he, he makes that guy who played einstein in the first season look like olivier <laughs> yes you're right you're right worst <laughs> performance least... in the history of the show so far for sure because <laughs> at least with the einstein guy he was taking a big swing at it. Yes, yes. Why this so guy, good and like yeah. going so far. Yeah, this sure. dude is just hoping he gets walked. You know, yes. he's just standing at the plate and hoping he yes. gets a walk. <laughs> he's just, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. It's nothing. He's like, maybe I'll seem cold and calculated if I just mutter like this. Yeah, and they're all so, like perfect strikes. Some some of the deliveries he's getting thrown perfect strikes. Sometimes it, too. you get to play Al Capone. That's like right away. You're batting cleanup hitter, man. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to. You know, I know, and you may not be, you know, the most experienced actor, but if your take is, you know, what cold and calculating and killing is, it's me talking like this about, hey, I had a doctor once give me these pills, see, and uh, they were supposed to make me happy but the only thing that makes me happy is killing that's the entire delivery of al capone in this episode <laughs> pretty much but, so nate and ray are trying to argue over who's gonna have to pretend to be elliot ness because he has brain damage and gideon's fixing him oh and they mentioned you can fix brain damage uh, why haven't you helped rory out and he's like, who says i haven't mm-hmm which I think plays into something eventually because we're getting to Mick and his brain damage. <laughs> and Sarah decides that, okay, her and Stein and Jax will go undercover because Mick wants to sit around and drink beer. And he's like, fuck that shit, not doing that. We get a lot of that. And eventually he doesn't like save the day. Eventually he's like, where's Mick this episode? He's drinking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And so Nate's meeting with the cops. He introduces Ray as Bob De Niro, and I wanted to hate that, mm-hmm. but the fact that they went with Bob made me laugh. It I, was I, that was better than some of the other uh, jokes from before. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. The, the, for whatever reason, because one of the his friends call him Bob. You know, I'm like that's okay. That that one made me smile. That made me smile. You know what else made me smile? Sarah as a cigarette girl undercover at Al Capone's club here. Yeah, oh, yeah, she looked cute. But again, that's another one of those old finger snap. I got a job. Guess what, guys? I mean, I mean, I mean at the, I mean at the speakeasy, just like that. Well, I'd imagine no one's going. Hey, does she work here? If they, do you think me? she gave? Do you think she had to suck Al Capone's syphilitic? <laughs> How dare you? This is the captain of the wave. <laughs> well, come on, she's getting a job. As a cigarette girl at a, a known mobsters speakeasy. Come well, on. No, Travis, you know it's not Travis, over. Why don't you give me a line reading of how Al this Al Capone what nah, he'd sound I'm like not even gonna getting try. a blowjob from the captain of the wave rider and feminist icon, the white canary Sarah Lance. <laughs> I know I can't. 
I can't. <laughs> no, 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 no. That had too much. Um, I'm just trying to go. I'm trying to go Heath Ledger. <laughs> I'm trying to go Heath Ledger in uh, Dark Knight. Like that's better. Like that's the way he should have went. He should have just gone nutty. <laughs> Anyways, or like how Bob De Niro did in the fucking movie that they're sure. spoofing here. Right. Right. You'll say that in front of my son. Mm-hmm. He's great in that movie. So Nate, uh, so Damien Dark surprises them in the in the club. Firestorm's about to turn into Firestorm. Thawne's stopping him by running around, knocking him out. And he kidnaps Sarah and he kidnaps Stein. They raid. The club is dry. Okay, everything's fucked up. And we get to mm-hmm. Mick and Amaya. And this, and again, she's never, she's never been to Chicago, even though she's in the Justice Society. Mm-hmm. And then she, and I don't know. Okay, correct me if this sounds, you know, terrible. But she said, you know, growing up, I always wanted to be a cop with a badge. And we haven't seen it yet, but she's from a village in you know the, the, the right. jungles of Zambezi. And right. like who's in 1941, who's the are the cops there? Ridiculous. Do you even know what a cop is? How do you aspire to something like this? Was there one TV in the village that got, I don't know, what was on TV? TV, 1941 in in Africa? Nothing. What was uh, Bukumdana? What was that show? That that was on the radio in the 40s. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's what they got. Yeah, Dragnet. Yeah, maybe they got Dragnet on the radio. Speaking of Dragnet, that is one of my guilty pleasure movies that I love. The Dan Aykroyd. Really? I have not. I saw it at the, I read maybe the sometime after it came out on VHS or something and didn't, not since. I saw it twice in the theater and I watched it probably, I rented it probably like three times. (laughs) That's hilarious. It's not good. Yeah. Dan Aykroyd's performance is so good, it doesn't matter because it's he's just doing the, the most perfect Jack Webb impression, right? The entire fucking movie that just saves it. Oh, and Tom Hanks, you know, this is yeah, yeah. 1987 yeah. Hanks, he's adorable, yeah, yeah. That that era, Hanks is the mm-hmm. best. He's just post bachelor party, starting to show a little something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does that. Wasn't he even that in that movie with uh, Jackie Gleason where he first showed he had some other chops? You know, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about his acting because of the show. Because um, so back on the Wave Rider. Yeah. Well, how could I forget? So after they have their little talk, Mick and Amaya, who's back, buddy? There he There's is. Snart. Yeah. He appears and he's like, "You're not right in the head, Mick." Hey. And I love it. I love it. So stupid. Well, you don't come know on. what this is. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, <laughs> come on. Anyways. How could you? Okay. Let's talk about this. Now. So Leonard Snart is appearing to Mick and he's arguing with him and he only he can see him. So at first it seems like, well, is he fucking back? And like, no, it's just, it's just in his head, but we have we get to science fiction explanations, my friend. Yeah, okay. It okay. just feels like a lazy trope right now. Oh, no, no, like no. One of those. That's, what it, that's what it felt like uh, in this episode. I think, again, it, I think the last time I see him, I, I, maybe I liked it a bit more. Hmm. We'll, to, we'll see. Um, it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, better. No, yeah. It's, it, this isn't the lazy trope. Well, speaking of that, I was looking up something about this episode. And because I know I needed to know if Cadaver Cove was a real thing. 
Um, it's not. Um, neither were actually cement galoshes. You know, that was all fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. Um, and I found this website that I knew about, but I actually clicked it. It was TV, tvtropes.org. And it was broke down this entire episode and it's long with everything that's a trope and it's the entire show. It's one hmm. right after another. Hmm. Some tropes, I'm like, that's a trope? Well, if you say so. <laughs> that's a good website. That's a good website for teaching genre to, mm, yeah. uh, to teenagers. It broke down this scene by fucking scene. Uh, cool. and, I, I, and I did, I took a deep dive in it too. I'm like, oh, this, this mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Yeah. Nothing I can use on this podcast, but it's very interesting. <laughs> so... Nate figures out the aberration is a distraction, much like the first three quarters of this episode. <laughs> and Mick is like, huh, speedsters, nothing you can do about the speedsters, which the, I like that because he was a flash villain. And he's just, just too like, fast. Just yeah, too he fast. Nope, he's like the, uh, the the cop in the wrong guy who <laughs> gives up. He's like looking at the picture of the murderer. He's like, ah, <laughs> this guy, he's amazing. I can't get him. I give up. And then he gets a lead. <laughs> his, his, his partner tells me he has a lead. <laughs> They're fast, the speed, the speedsters. Now, this bit of getting some bullshit out of the way, I like. Because Jax runs in to tell everyone, okay, I meant to tell you about this. Rip's got a crazy fucking armory. We can't talk about it now. We're never going to talk about it again. And this is a big anti-speedster gun. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Which... We find out later through a one quick, you probably missed it, but Rip Hunter stole from Thawne. That's why he has it. Yeah. They, they like Thawne casually mentions that real quick. So that's Who's why Thawne? it's the, the reverse flash. Okay. Eobard Thawne, the reverse okay. flash. How do you sell that first name? Eobard, E O E O B A R D. Never heard a name like that before. Oh, me either. I think I look if there's any Eobards out there, I apologize, but he's supposed to be from the future. And I always assumed the DC comics just sounds like a future name, Eobard. It does. Or like ancient, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it comes from like a, a horse culture, like in the Lord of the Rings. Horse culture. Yelwin, you know, like that whole whatever that I'm trying to think of uh what um what land that was guy can't keep up with middle earth when's the last time i looked at one of those maps <laughs> oh, those fucking maps did you ever read um board of the rings no uh did like a, a national lampoon put out a paperback called board of the rings in the 70s or early 80s it's very funny hmm. <laughs> they also did dune d-o-o-n and uh that was a uh, pretty funny too uh, by the way you dune guy uh, no, nah, I never was. I, I know people either. get really, really excited about it. Because the new movie's coming out, and I know yeah, a lot yeah. of people who are... Yeah, people love the, the novel, too. So. Mm. Books. Mm. <laughs> Book learner. <laughs> I don't gotta, this, is, this is real school, not like that read-a-book school. <laughs> but, of course, somebody said that was that direct quote. That's like somebody... That's what, This is what I tell my, my son when I get him and take him to the horse track. This is that real school. Not that read a book school. <laughs> so Nate and Ray are bickering and Mick's fucking had enough because we got team members kidnapped and Mick's like, all right, we do it my way like a criminal. And we go to Stein and Sarah 
tied up. And I like that little bit about this one because I'm like, all right, I like it when Mick takes over. He's like, listen, you idiots, let's, let me, let's get this done. Because remember, he was Kronos for a little while. He might know how to do right. a few things. Right. <laughs> he, he'd rather get shit-faced, but when he has to, he takes charge. Um, like He becomes, throughout Sarah's the leader. Sarah's the captain through the evolution of the show. He's her lieutenant. He's the sergeant, you know, of the team. Because everybody else, I mean, Nate is still on the show. Um, but everyone else you see here right now is not even on the show anymore. You know, mm-hmm. so you have the, the rotating cast, you have, but you have the, the head command people. It's very military. I don't know. I'm making this militaristic, and I hate to do that. Yeah, well. Oh, shit. God, I'm going everywhere. My back is killing me, and I'm on painkillers, buddy. And noise. Everybody. Noise. So, I mean, you wish you were on painkillers watching the first two-thirds of this fucking episode. Yep. So Stein and Sarah tied up. Now this, I thought I dug this because Merlin's coming in. He's like, hey, let's make a deal. He's mm-hmm. doing, you know, good cop, you know, good bad guy. And yeah. he wants the amulet and he's offering Sarah the opportunity to have the whole last nine years of her, her life erased. He can have that change because he's with the speedsters and they can change uh, time. He could go back and undo what he did because he blew up the Queen's Gambit and that's the boat that her and Oliver Queen were on, which led to both of their origins. Right, right. And they, we've heard them. They were talking yes. about last last episode. Last episode. So she's like, no, this is my life now. Time is sacred. And he's getting pissed off. And um, They're fun together. They're, they, they were fun together on Arrow. So yeah. They're great bickering yeah. with, with each other. Yeah, she's great with all the bad. Anytime you put her in a room with a bad guy, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, she's got ex- you know, a lot of experience with him, and she's start. You know, she at this point has experience with uh, Neil McDonough as well. You know, mm-hmm. so it's fun to see her get to do it with um. Oh God, uh, Matt Thatcher, I believe. Uh, probably getting it wrong, but the the actor who plays uh the Reverse Flash. I was just going Thawne because Reverse Flash I never liked as a name for that bad guy because yeah he originally had two names. He was Professor Zoom, the Reverse Flash. And I always thought Professor Zoom sounded way cooler when I was a kid, but <laughs> they're both they're both are just a little off, hey? <laughs> they're just like one too many syllables or <laughs> reverse flash. And I'm like the flash, but reverse. So you go yeah, so you go backwards. What, yeah. So what you mm-hmm. run backwards? No, 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 no. Listen. <laughs> you know so you go slower. He's... You go slower. Oh Jesus. God damn it. So I mean no. I'm I'm in yellow with a red lightning bolt. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can see that. So does that mean like you <laughs> I, don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I you know I just don't follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so Mick and Maya. Oh no, she get she, I love this line because this is the kind of like hokey dialogue, but it's comic book hokey dialogue. And she looks at Merlin and he's and she says, Malcolm, I'll take a nightmare that's real over a dream that's a lie. I was like, oh, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. Comic this book. was it's, it's comic book shit. That's it, comic book. And shit. that was that was in terms of that wasn't that it was good dialogue on t- in, in another show that might not be good dialogue, but on today's that was good dialogue. Oh, on this comic book show, that's a comic book that that should. But it stands out as better dialogue amongst all the all the feces, is what I'm saying. Yes. Well, that's that too. That too. Because Nick and Amaya hijack a Capone truck, and she's in. It's funny because 
And that Tommy gun duel was ridiculous. It's like, ah, we're just going to shoot this and then you guys is going to run away. Eh? I love it. I love it. No, it's the fucking it made no sense. Um, it was like, a, but it made no sense. We're going to shoot at you. Then you're going to shoot at us, but you're shooting really louder and there's more bullets and stuff. I got to get out of here. So <laughs> I thought it was it, fun. I like that. It was so silly well that's just it it was silly like but she i thought um it had zero logic watch it again tell me the logic of that how they got that well my first thought was always i'm like nobody got shot okay i've seen that on tv my whole life and then got over it but but why are they leaving the truck (laughs) there's no reason for them to leave the truck because they looked at Maisie richardson in that bonnie uh Mm -hmm. Uh, outfit that they had her dressed up in just looking stunning and they were scared of her feminine power because she's a queen travis all right keep going (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she looked good and uh (laughs) this i know you hated this i love this because mick and maya are in the truck and she's like what about what about Nate and Ray? He's like, oh, those two idiots are always in the way. And yeah, it just pulls back a little and they're standing right I'm there. Standing right there. Literally yeah. standing right there. And yeah. like, we're standing. That was, like a, that was almost like a family guy reveal. <laughs> it really was. It was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and for such a trope, and this was on that list of uh, the we're right here trope. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Well, the way that. The, the way they shot it made it work for me. I was like, okay, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But so St- Sarah and Stein are, are talking, they're tied up. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And he tells her all about Lily. And okay, here's some dialogue for you, buddy. I had to write this down. She's like, you have a daughter? And she's, again, she's great with everyone. She, her reactions to all this, fantastic. And he goes, yes. <laughs> Your head's going to explode. Yes. A full-grown human progeny. Yes. <laughs> what? Stupid. What? Uh, what? <laughs> it almost sounds like who is the world? It's a, that's like a line that uh, uh, who is the world-class uh, commentator? <laughs> Bill Mercer. Bill Mercer. It sounds like something Bill Mercer would say. <laughs> Why? He's a world-class progeny. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone be like, what? What the hell is he talking about? Mike well, Mike Von Erich is now a full-grown human wrestling progeny. Yeah. <laughs> here at the Sportatorium in downtown Dallas, Texas. <laughs> so you're making me nostalgic for you guys for your show. Uh, well, so Dark enters the room because he's like, okay, no more nice guy shit. And he tells Sarah, he's like, I told you, it would be fun, but you've been trained by the League of Assassins, so I know it'd be a waste of time. We're going to take Stein. So he takes Stein to Thawne, the yes. reverse flash. And I'm going to explain all of this right now because I'm sure this made no sense to you. Well, at the beginning, eventually it did, but they just bring out this uh, some weird ass little pocket torture device that, again, like at the time, that, we're not supposed to really know anything about. Well, if or, you like, watch, how it, okay. if you, you watch can't the do shows, that, like, man, you, okay, but, just but, that, but that's I don't like this. If you watch the shows, who watches all the shows? That, that's do. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I know, but but people do. But like at this point, if you're watching this, these things should exist on their own as an, an mm. episode of television, and and to just like at this point it's just like ah, oh, you guys are just trying everything here and it just feels um i don't know it felt okay. amateurish 
I don't have a problem with this part, with, with this, this tech part that I'm going to explain because I'm always of the mind, I'm like, yeah, these shows are a shared universe. That, that, that That's an established thing. I, I'll gladly explain it. And maybe, you know, they don't have to go, you see this? I once used this on, you know, episode six of The Flash. I mean, it just, but it was used on The Flash. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, but I see what you it, mean. It just it didn't was, seem like anything had any direction at this point. I'm like, where now they're going to torture this guy? What the fuck is but going on? They're not because it's I not know a they're not. Device. But but that doesn't like look, I, as I say it, like it's coming up here the, the moment where we're all of a sudden this turned into a fucking really great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it you I can't, can't like that doesn't even when it gets good, even if it's like, oh, okay, so that's why this was happening, and that's why this was happening, it still doesn't make up for the fact that it was shitty at the time when I got to those parts, you know what I mean? And that's the way I felt with this, like, uh, this little bringing out this little pocket needle thing. Okay, you know? Well, what it is, is it's a device that can he can use to take over someone's identity and like take and and put it on himself it's like an image yeah i know thing. i figured that but out but also <laughs> but on the flash but on the flash would murder the person you did it to hmm. that's why he the, the first season of the flash he's t- played by tom cavanaugh who everyone thinks is harrison wells and the, but he but he he used this he had just yeah right. wells in like the, the 70s or some shit cool yeah that's interesting i like how that works so again if you granted we've seen read some of the imdvs last week like, i gotta watch all these fucking shows you know yes. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> i hey i'm i've been brought on here and we've done some crossovers when it's necessary but i've been brought on here to to critique mm-hmm. individual episodes of television okay. well, let's let, let, no, there, there's some, we've got more al capone to talk about buddy yes okay we wanna... I, I wrote down right here capone here, is tanky because here oh no here because mick and the crew attack nate and ray are still bickering he lectures them about behaving you got a crew he's all that crews you know, Amaya rescues Sarah. This is a weird scene. I don't know if you picked up on this. Amaya runs in to rescue Sarah. Sarah, like, looks off camera for a couple of seconds. It feels awkward. And then then she's like, you know, where's Stein? Or they took or or something. But it was, it was just weird. And so there's a big fight. And Capone catches him. And this is when he... <laughs> I said it before. I'll have to say it again to see if I can really channel this master thespian's performance as he's got the Tommy gun on the legends. Yeah. The, the yes. Doc gave me these pills, but killing is what makes me happy. <laughs> and uh, of course the legends, the bullets bounce away and they've rescued Stein and uh, Damien Dark comes out and uh, Capone uh, says he's like, so you think Mr. Thawne will be happy? And I, I always like, like, I like that Al Capone is calling him Mr. Thawne because he knows who the fuck is in charge. So that little part I like. But boy, would I like to have heard that line of dialogue from someone who actually committed to the sure. fucking line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Yep. There's a line. Uh, uh, Snark gets a shitty line or gets gets an Bidenism here. You did this all for a skirt and a geezer. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, a skirt. But I think come on, a skirt. 
Did he say skirt? Oh yeah, he did say a skirt. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. in his head, you know. Like, but when it's but it's but when but when Leonard snots is a skirt and his geezer, I'm like, mm, okay, just. Mm. Sounds like something you order. You order from like the from the British pub, from the pub in uh, London. Hey, oh. make sure you pick up, pick up, uh, pick up on the way out. And you pick up a scut and a geezer. Oh, make it too, mate. I was like, they, they was like you know what? Uh, I, I remember, uh, you know, they they call like knots or knots and crosses for TikTok toe, and uh, they have different names for everything. So one, I remember one lunch break, uh, me and this an old buddy were at a, at a job long time ago. We're trying to come up with some new terms that they could we could Englishify, and so for <laughs> spaghetti and tomato sauce, we call wiggles in paste. Wiggles in. <laughs> Got me wiggles in post and uh, uh, a chocolate milkshake is a cocoa sludgy. <laughs> Mommy, can I have a cocoa sludgy? Not until you finish your wiggles in post. You had enough of them. I'm not made of them. Get on, you little bastard. I'll punch you square in a snot locker, I will. <laughs> All right. Let's take a break real quick. Because nothing's beating Snot Locker, man. Yeah. That's the fucking dun- It did feel like it. You're right. And we're right about that where that where shit starts to Yeah, here. it's time. So real quick, like yeah. I have nothing to plug, but I have something I want to bring up and talk about real quick. But what do you got yeah. going on? Any what's coming up with um, uh, yours, mine, and I, the I, truth? I still, uh, Anything? Yours, mine, the truths. We still got the the Mario Brothers. I got some nice reviews on that one. It's nice to hear from people. Uh-huh. That's oh, so let me ask you a question about that. Let yeah. me ask you a question about that. Um, yeah, I'm sure you talked about the vast Mario universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but of the original four that were on Nintendo, yeah, which they sold as a four pack. I remember right the uh, the, the All Stars, Super Mario Brothers All Stars. Okay, which one? is your favorite well of those it is super mario brothers three three uh, i love three i thought yeah, I love yeah. Three. and that's uh that's what we talk about is that uh like there's for all of the games that have come out there's no consensus as to what's the citizen kane of mario brothers games everyone has like there's like five from like citizen all from kane. different eras like seriously and one of them is mario three um for mm-hmm. sure and, and also the original too just because of how much it changed the game right like, oh i dude i that was discovering that in the arcade mm-hmm. and when the first time someone said hey try to go down those fucking tunnels dummy yeah. what yeah, and they yeah. realized that oh there's a whole world being yeah. done here yeah. and yeah. that was one of my pumping quarters we had mario brothers and double dragon in our huh? student oh, center I love at, double dragon at the university of louisville yeah. in the student center in the cafeteria there's a pool table, dart. No, there was no dartboard. We would have killed somebody. But there was a pool table, and there was the first Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and Double Dragon. And we mm-hmm. used, there'd be lines to fucking play, you know. And I got to like once and once only. I beat the game on one quarter. Wow, the the beat Mario or Double Dragon. No, no, fuck. I hated no. Double Dragon. Double yeah, yeah, but Super Mario Brothers versus Super Mario Brothers. That's more difficult. The 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 arcade version is more difficult than the NES version. Um, that's awesome. Max talks about that. Max talks about seeing the arcade for the first time and like how it was. It was it was new because it felt fresh because it didn't have a black background because everything mm. at that time like Galaga or Pac Man or everything was black and then they'd have the sprites on top of this. But this was like blue with clouds and green trees and things like that. And that was mm. you know the color the color palette really. He can remember that. Yeah, that's right. that for the first time 
remember the first time I played it, my I was with my grandparents. We went to some restaurant, some diner, which didn't really like and there was this video game that i'd never seen before i recognized mario i know you know because i'm like oh yeah. he's from donkey kong and that one where you get chased by crabs yeah and uh and i'm trying to figure it out with a couple quarters and the first time i jumped on the flag and the flag went down i was mm-hmm. hooked i was like oh this Dude, is my new I, thing i can't believe you haven't listened to the episode yet my friend i haven't had time it. yet I'm yeah, it's all right it's cool Usually okay, but i also right ask up. you that but but back to the original question mm-hmm this is what I like to do. What did you talk about in your podcast? Let me just steal it and we'll do it right here. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? My three is the best game, I think, mm-hmm. on there. But mm-hmm. my personal favorite, and it's a dark horse, is two. Yeah, which is uh, actually oh, a remake. It of another game right or, or it's it? actually it's know. a game called doki doki panic where it's because that that other game there's that other fourth game on there that's just like super hard the lost levels that was super mm. mario brothers 2 in japan but mm. it was way too difficult and it was weird and it was different and it was it weird it felt dark i remember yeah. the first yeah. time i played it i was yeah. you know still in high school yeah. yeah and i go this is dark but what i liked was if you if you could master how luigi jumped oh yeah, yeah, yeah. how you could win that yeah, game so you're talking about that the, so this is, yeah the, the american brothers too yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah and get you in different parts and yeah, that's what like that mm-hmm. again like that was all that came from another japanese game called doki doki panic and they just gave, put different characters on it and that was the first time you could play is and that's what made them different and that was it's cool it stands out as being something different i hadn't finished it in forever um but i just uh uh, uh it was one finished. of the hardest to finish yeah it yeah, was, but yeah, with tough. the new switch, we got through it. You you can uh, you can reverse and rewind if you fuck up and stuff. It's it's so so good. I mean, that eliminates oh, the, the joy. It totally is. But when it's for those <laughs> for those retro games, I don't mind. Like I I already finished this a long time ago. I can. I'm just trying to get to the end here. Show my show my kid that it was all a dream. Oh my! I tell you what, there's thing. Before we move on to what I want to recommend to everyone, mm-hmm. uh, the, here's a, a video game that I wish. I could play a retro video game, but I can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. I know it's available on computers and game systems, but I can't because the controls will never be what the controls should be. And that is Tempest. Ah. I was a Tempest nut and that dial. Mm. I knew how to move that. Oh God, I could move that dial like a man. Dude, if Tempest was how you tested to join the Armada as the last Starfighter, I yeah. would have been that kid. <laughs> Dude, I, I can just imagine you. Me? Just imagine. There's a the- great YouTube, I can't remember his name, who does, who just like every week and a half or two weeks, however long it takes him to put him together, he'll do the history of one arcade game. And mm-hmm. he did a Tempest. I should find it for you. Oh, uh, I love He's it. really I love good. It. It's really good. This guy, he's kind of got a, he's, he, it's, it's it's you can tell it's a one-man show and he's not like the the best public speaker but after a while he's got you start to get to a sense of his uh his own sense of humor and stuff but it's really informative and really fun and then he always shows he always finishes with um the the home versions or like different consoles Mm -hmm. of like these different games and stuff it's really cool how disappointing they were for atari yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's a trend i've told that Um, story before i can't tell it again yeah, but we um, are going to be doing Mystery Science Theater again, or Mystery Titan Theater yeah. uh, again uh, this this Saturday. weekend with our buddy James. Yeah, I'm looking. Off, ve- I'm very much looking forward to this. Off to the Cap Center. Yeah, we see Cousin Junior in the thumbnail. We know it's going to be a good time. It's going to be great. <laughs> All right. Hey, what are you uh, that, recommending? Oh, okay. So 
for those of you who listen to the show, and by the way, everyone who listens to the show, thank you so much. Um, you know, just, uh, totally appreciate it. I uh, hope you're digging it. Um, obviously, you are. <laughs> you must be shut-ins or something. But I, I, no, I, we lo- I love you. But seriously, seriously, Picard. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I was that, I've been down with a back injury, like I was saying. And this Saturday, this past Saturday, I was feeling like shit. And I was like, I'm just going to get you know, the Amazon Prime. Uh, I'll do a week, you know, the free week and turn it off. It's 10 episodes. And I I never really binge. Like, I'm going to watch one whole thing all day long. It's not what I do. But I had nothing to do except sit in my easy chair with a heating pad on my back lay on the floor with a heating pad on my back and i watched every, all 10 episodes of picard uh on saturday from 10 in the morning to one in the morning and it is outstanding cool it's so much fun it's what streaming service is it on it's on that stupid cbs app which is that's why right. yeah i don't that, know where we find it well it's because you can package it with the Amazon Prime, and I want to watch the bo- season two of The Boys, which I also recommend. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Um, I'm, I'm get this all out, and the CBS app though they've got Star Trek content, which you know like, that's what I want. But everything else, I'm like, yes. After I watch all this Star Trek, Travis, I want to watch every episode of Blue Bloods. Yeah, or the Good Wife. I mean, there's nothing else. Or CSI. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. CSI in Newark. <laughs> you know, what the fuck. You know who? No, you know. So I've deprived myself of all of this Star Trek content, waiting. That I'm like, well, it's gonna have to be available. I'll pay for it. You know, it's on. Can I buy it? You know, and then Jeff Bezos, get off your fuck. No, nothing. <laughs> so I watched it, and it is outstanding i my biggest fear was it was going to be dystopian star trek Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i don't like dystopian star trek no is this violent as fuck yep do they curse a little sure because why wouldn't they makes sense you know (laughs) and but at its heart it is star trek this doesn't feel depressing and dark it it in the they bring back a lot of characters there's a lot of fan service in this but it's all done amazingly well i i wanted to jump out of my seat and cheer but i couldn't so i was doing a lot of (laughs) hand pumpings you know but like i said i got a bad back i need a backyotomy oh or as fred flintstone would say my aching sack of really yank yeah yeah No, that's Fine. awesome. My buddy, my buddy uh, Ted uh, from episode three, the most listened to episode of Yours, Mine, and the Truth, um, uh, wrote a, a really great piece uh, that I did share, I think, on the Palm Network. I did on our Twitter feed on uh, Canadian Dimension that he wrote about solidarity and trauma in the 24th century, the politics of Star Trek Picard. Hmm. That is excellent. Um, I think you would love it. Um, and I, I recommend uh, Ted McCoy's writing to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I will definitely check that. What is that about the about the series? Yep, yep. Did he like it? He loved it. Okay, then I'll definitely yep. read it because I don't yep. want to. Yeah, it's yep. but it deals with all that. But it's also it goes for a lot of jokes. Hmm. There's a lot of humor, and there's a lot of there's some silliness to it. And hmm. when 
and you get to, you know, nothing big really. Well, there's a planet of fucking data people. Fucking cool. This is, you know, wild. This is cool. Star Trek shit. It's not, I know. This whole, oh, it, and one other thing I have to recommend before we move on is because there's also an animated series, a Star Trek comedy animated series. It kind of, right, right. Like I did hear about this. Rick yeah. and Morty Star yeah, Trek. a little bit. Right. And it's called Lower Decks. And yeah. the first reviews I saw of some people like, oh, it's fucking abysmal. And I watched the first two episodes. I'm like, eh, it's okay. By I'm at episode nine, and ten is going to be the 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 finale for the season. And I love it. It's mm-hmm. it's fun. It's very funny, and it's a total. It's again just much like this show. It's like, well, there's a reference that's only for me. <laughs> Bravo! And the voice cool. cast is outstanding. So. Cool. Uh, it's very funny, but um, the one episode I want to mention to you, real quick, real quick, mm-hmm. is they do. They're on the holodeck. They're like, we're gonna make a movie, like a Trek movie, and it's all like the movies. It's it's all J.J. Abrams. It's lens flare, lens flare on everything. Everyone's hair has lens flare. Ah, that's it's funny. Just, it, it's just nonstop. It, the, the scene where they first approach the ship lasts way, way too long. Like un- uncomfortably long, it just just like the movies. It it's very funny, but <laughs> let's get back to the show. All right, and uh, listen to everything on the Plum Podcast Network. Yeah, so we're back on the Wave Rider. So now we're getting mm-hmm. what's the moment? What's the moment for uh, for Travis? Oh, here? it's getting close. I mean, and we did see a little more of Jax's squinty face here, squinty and I was face. really starting he to lose. What to make out of Stein, who he has a mental. Uh, <laughs> And, and but uh, then that's when he sees it on the video because well because yep. Stein's been brought back here and he's like oh, I'm discombobulated. He literally <laughs> says discombobulated. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's a big word. Scientists use big words, Travis. And yeah, but he, he sees. But it yeah the TSN turning point in this episode mm-hmm. is when Jax sees on the on the camera that yes. Stein is the speedster and it was revealed yep. so like it was just like oh holy shit holy shit and like it's like here it is oh my god all right what's taking you guys so long to get to this this kind of thing um uh but this is awesome garber's performance all of a sudden got good when he's Mm. like having to look kind of shifty and stuff um just as i said before reverse i wrote this down here reverse flash makes things better (laughs) Uh, i love the the that adam moment uh Mm. where he kind of uh uh, maybe I'm skipping ahead here. Yeah, you but are, I'm... but it's fine because okay. At one point, uh, Reverse Flash. We'll let's we'll, we'll get to it real quick. Okay, so you know, Amaya's with Mick. She wants justice. He says that being a bad guy suits her. She hugs him. Uh, Snart Snart appears again. He's like, it says, "See why you like her. She's easy on the eyes, tough in the fight." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, I, I I haven't been able to do that my impression. You know, come on, I get man. it, buddy. I mean, and I knew he, you were more excited than I was. And he and he's like, this sacrificing yourself for your friends isn't as fun as it seems. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yes. So when when once Jack sees that it's the fucking speedster, I'm sorry. It was Brandon Rouse delivery that sold this for me. He runs to Ray and Nate, and he goes, "Stein's gonna kill Sarah in the library." And Ray just goes, "With the rope and the candlestick," and 
it made me fucking laugh. It, it, I missed it. I guess that's funny. It, well, it, it, it's a terrible line. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the delivery is great. It, it's hmm. it's it's very. Funny. Like, I'm fucking serious, dummy. So then we got Nate trying to get her away from him. Yeah, like, hey, that I was just good. need you. Need you. I thought that was really nice and tense. Mm-hmm. But uh-uh, mm-hmm. thorns onto him and he vibrates out of the fucking. Uh, yeah. And then it's on, man. Then this yeah. is on, and this is fun. Yeah, and I get hit with the hit with the gun, but it only slows him down. Only and slows him down. He's gonna kill Jax, and that's what Jack says. Whatever you're gonna do, do it now. He's like, oh, eager to die, and he's like, no. And what talking, talking to you? And Ray clocks Adam's him. on his shoulder. He's on his shoulder. On his shoulder. Adam shrinks and grows. That's yeah. what Adam does. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Just zip through him like a bullet, man, like he did in the old west or whatever, with those with those guys way back when. You know that, that haunts Ray Palmer every yeah, night. He day. wakes up, he wakes up in his Roy Rogers uh, <laughs> pajamas, pajamas in a cold, cold sweat <laughs> over when he murdered a man uh, in the old west see. as a human bullet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can just see his room too. <laughs> just hasn't changed since he was a little boy it's like leave it to beaver um so i love the the gangsters on the wave rider yeah that's when all, yeah. then all of a sudden it started looking great this is when like i was watching like my wife was in for the last oh, gosh about 15 minutes of this mm. and she could just hear me going Ugh, like this and then all of a sudden <laughs> then all of a sudden i was like oh he's a speedster she's like what's a speedster <laughs> i'm like well it's like um uh but at this point, um, like we were, we were way into it. Like, and, and she, mm. and she made the, uh, the, uh, thing was like, ah, oh, this is like, uh, kind of has a holodeck sort of feel to it. I'm like, totally, mm. totally. Like, it's so great seeing them, the, the, the gangsters on the wave rider. Then it was starting to feel like, here's a fun show. Here's a fun show. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is reverse flash opens up the doors. Uh, Malcolm Merlin walks in with swagger. Yeah. As as the, the the Capone's thugs run in and just says kill everybody on board dun 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 and this we got Sarah shooting thugs in the fucking eye just yeah. just killing killing people again yep. thugs don't yep. matter none <laughs> they were not probably Nazis they were probably Nazis I don't Nazi thugs yeah sure why not that's <laughs> just I'm just giving you a reason why not to care about them <laughs> okay <laughs> Nazi thugs worst thugs yeah. ever uh so mick saves amaya real quick from thon and she has, and says what should we do what, what would a criminal do is it run and then we get boy this fucking line i don't know no it's no good so the gangsters all come upon the atom and steel and they start shooting and of course they're mm-hmm. fucking bulletproof and ray let me see if I can. Sean Connery. Do you yeah, have it written this is down? Sean Connery. Uh, this, see this at this point, I I laughed out loud. At this, you like this, this one. point because okay. okay. there had been enough shitty. Undu- God, I'm like, stop making a Dutch one. That it, it's kind of like the 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 rule of threes or like uh, repetition. It isn't uh-huh. funny again until it comes back the seventh time. And, <laughs> and it's funny. But it was also that he that he picked it. He picked a shitty, he picked a, like, and he, like, it didn't matter if the impression was good. You know what I mean? No, true. Yeah. But like go ahead, says, let's hear it. He says, he's like, 
Well, he doesn't say well, it would have been. I would have loved it. Your if he best called, losers always whine about their best. Well, no, winners, if he had said, winners fuck the prom queen. That line, right? <laughs> no, no, That's no, the you're the man. No, you're the man. The man. <laughs> you're the man. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> I, I am the last one. That's a dragon heart. I am. <laughs> So, but he says, Junior, <laughs> Junior, I should have given it to the Marx brothers. Uh, it, it's a fake. <laughs> uh, oh, Marty right, so Penny, you're looking lovely today. Yeah, yeah. I want to so, go Ray, I want to stay away from the bottom. Those are too easy. So, Ray says, He's like, if he had called him Wops, I really would have loved it. Like, like uh, in the fucking movie. He was like, Are they just like a. Um, but he's like, he says, like, oh, he says, oh, they brought brought Tommy guns to an ion blaster fight. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's pretty awesome. All right, okay, yeah. And then, they, yeah, I, I kind of liked it, but I don't know. You know what? I, you know what? I didn't like it, but I loved Brendan Ralph's terrible impression enough that I liked it. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. So. Mick is apparently stealing the uh, amulet and he gets trapped by Thawne who takes it from him and uh, opens up and it's empty. He's like, surprise, scumbag. <laughs> and Amaya shoots him with the fucking gun, just mm-hmm. starts beating him up, taking advantage of it. And she like, he's like, oh, I know you. Oh, He brings up Rex Tyler and he starts vibrating and his eyes get a little red. Oh, and Yeah, shit. and that's why I was watching with, with my wife here and I'm like, oh yeah, and this is how he just fucking put this vibrating arm right through you like it ain't no thing like a hot knife through butter he's about he's to. so nasty reverse flash is nasty <laughs> <laughs> he's just a badass man like he's a new level of like they're all kind of they've all got that kind of mm, sinister and chew the scenery type thing but that kind of cold-bloodedness is oh, he's cold it's a little unsettling it's a little unsettling and i like it <laughs> oh no no yeah uh, uh, in the comics, and in the comics, uh, one of the things they did in the seventies that was unheard of uh, at, at DC was they killed the Flash's wife, and it took a while to get who to who did it, and it was the Reverse Flash, and he came in and, and no one saw it, and he vibrated her right in the fucking head, and she had been his girlfriend since nineteen sixty three, and then one of the first heroes to get married, and oh, he's married, and in like nineteen seventy nine, DC said. What if we really fuck with the Flash and Wild. do this really dark shit? <laughs> Crazy! Wow, seventy nine, eh? Yeah, it was like seventy nine. Oh, in the next episode, he's got to identify her in the morgue, and he gets in a fight with Green Lantern. He's like, "I've seen that ring do anything. Bring my fucking wife back." Holy shit! <laughs> it, it was something for its time at DC. I guess sounds like it. It was wild. wild. Uh, it, it was only just because I think we need to make Barry Allen single again, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was a mistake. And led to, but he's about to kill Amaya. That that hands mm-hmm. brrr, yep. and his watch goes off. Ding ding ding. He's like, lucky girl. And what does that mean? I don't want to give it away. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So we I aren't don't supposed to know. I thought it was like, what the fuck? Am I? Did nope, I miss something? Nope, okay. Nope. If okay. you. Okay. Nope. Great. Then don't. Okay. Then don't. Unlike <laughs> unlike the face changer. Yeah. This is new, and and okay. that left me going, oh, what is it? What is it? Mm. That we'll get to it. What it is. Interesting. And uh, 
So then we get, God, I love this. Malcolm Merlin mm-hmm. on the cockpit and the shot yeah. is like, that's face. Where she and jumps down behind him. She just she drops down like the fucking yeah. ninja that she is. Yeah. He knows and he's like, the league taught you well. Yeah. And he turns around and he says, now see, I wonder, maybe you're a little sensitive about this line. And if so, I apologize, T. But so I'm going to start calling you T like I'm a poly walnut. And, yeah, okay. Uh, in in, in your tone, okay? So yeah. T, uh, he says, and now I'm going to teach you a lesson maybe you haven't learned yet. And she's like, okay, those who can't do teach. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that one. That's right. I'm like, oh boy, that old line. I haven't heard that a thousand fucking times. <laughs> yeah what's the other one what's the other one um good friends uh what is it real friends don't let uh their friends get arts degrees or something like that just terrible (laughs) just everything that that one yeah canadian one i don't i don't know maybe i know that um garrison keeler used to make jokes jokes about being an english major was always like the worst thing by the way Hmm. I don't care if Garrison Keillor gave someone an inappropriate background. I found that show charming on Sunday. Yeah. It was yeah. good for a long drive. Sorry. I would listen to that. Would like, I think Sharp, I've never listened to it. Sharpling uh, makes fun of them all the time. Oh, it's, just, there's yeah. a lot to make fun of. But yeah. I, number one, the musical guests were normally awesome and mm-hmm. stuff I, I really liked. Hmm. And for long, I, Look, I wouldn't listen to a Prairie Home Companion at home. Like, turn on the radio. I want to listen. No, 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 no. But for like, uh, it's Saturday and I've got a long drive. I loved it. You know, hmm. you know, I'll listen to this corn pone fucking Midwestern humor that doesn't really make me laugh, but it's listenable. It's better than everything else on the radio. This is right. before podcast, buddy. Sure. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so. Canadian whiskey. When we get to this Canadian whiskey. Oh, we're getting to the Canadian whiskey in a second, buddy. Okay. So no, Sarah and Merlin have this fight, man. And they yeah. have a great fight. Oh. And but she tells she's him that she's yeah. blade to a throat by the end of, yeah, of, she's the, got of a this blade to his throat, but And, I'm, like, and uh-uh. again, I'm watching, I'm watching with my wife, and I'm like, oh, she'll I'm like, she'll fucking do it. She'll do it. She's an assassin. She would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she might have, but he's like, uh-uh, because he wants to he the deal is he's gonna trade Stein for the amulet. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to Al Capone again. One more time. Shia LaBeouf bitten by a swarm of bees in the face, face, mouth, and throat region. Vincent Adult Man from uh, Bojack Horseman. By the way, if you've not seen Bojack Horseman, watch every season of it. Everyone should. Greatest show of the last ten years. Uh, Ooh, there tickets was a ca- for Deep Throat, please. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was there was a character called Vincent Adult Man who has three mm-hmm. children in, in yeah. the coat. <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> One of their arms was a rake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we got so can't kill her. Yeah, got to see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. So Sarah, two thugs dead again. Thugs don't mean shit. Knocks out, <laughs> knocks out Capone because he's important in history. And she tells Stein she traded the amulet for him. So we got the big wrap-up. We're at the wrap-up. So Ray and Nate are talking to Ness. He's like, oh, how do you bring down Al Capone with you know, taxes? Duh, duh, duh. 
Trust me, yeah. it'll make a great movie. Yeah. yeah, so that was okay. So that had to put a belt bow. Like in a more accomplished, like first uh, two acts, that's then that's your real kind of. You've really put a bow on on this kind of. You've made enough references to this joke that just didn't work for most of it. But yeah, so at this point, I liked it. Yeah, but then uh, Ray, this was weird. He's like, "Wait a minute, this is 1927. They don't take him down till 1929." It's the federal government, Ray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Then we got Mick. He's eating chips. Snarts there like, oh, you know, just feed your fat face, you fat fuck. I would have loved you. Ah, <laughs> oh, what else is new? More bonbons. Mm. You're looking a little thick around the waist, Mick. How's about some of that whipped cream right out of the tube? <laughs> Why don't you just inject the cheese whiz directly into your veins? I'm, I'm saying you're heavy. <laughs> I'm saying you got a weight problem. Just right up in his ear. But you're dead. Fuck you. You're driving me fucking crazy. Who are you talking to? Because <laughs> Maya comes in and she gives Mick a bottle of booze that she stole from the club. He's like, stealing. Yeah, nice. And she's like, you're right. It's fun to be the bad guy. And then she gives him a little kiss on the cheek. Now that you're a bad guy. And she leaves and he's looking at the cheap booze. You, you wanted to bring up the cheap booze? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I like a, it's Canadian whiskey, man. That's nice. A little shout out. Whoop, whoop. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to like, <laughs> that's the most fake Canadian whiskey I've yeah, ever fucking no, seen. I mean, we're known for that. All right. There's the reason why Capone was, that was like the hot order. Mm, that is true. Unless it turns out to be Umbrellas. Because I've seen that movie <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. a lot. But Snart's not impressed. Or the vision of Snart. Or what he is. Because he says... Oh, that's for a kiss on the cheek and a cheap bottle of booze. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. Serenstein. And I mentioned you also have an alcohol problem. I'll be mentioning that in season three, but in a way that you won't understand at this time. Because you're too much of a lush. <laughs> Why don't you just pour it right down your throat now, Mick? You fat fuck. <laughs> so Sarah tells Stein, hey, I protect this family. We're a family. I protect this family. Because earlier she was like, yeah, fuck you, you and your aberration daughter. And she says, Tell me about your daughter. What's her name? He's like, Lily. He's like, oh, Lily. It's a beautiful name. And again, I thought she was great here. I just, one little scene, I thought she was great. All right. Yep. I agree. And so now we get to the LOD. So we get that one line, that one line. Some things are more important than history. Some things are more important than history. It's family. I guess. Yeah. Well, this within stuff. this world, I guess that makes sense. Within this world. But, yeah. Well, look, we... Like, but there's that think, saying on its own. Like, what? What is that even? That sounds like a, a Pete Buttigieg kind of platitude. Some <laughs> things, some things in life are more important than history. What? What the fuck is he even saying? This is our time to shine as one true beacon of hope. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
But, Although I, 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 like he was good on uh, Fox and Friends today. Oh, I saw that? him. I saw yeah, him just yeah, tear, yeah. You know, just tearing yeah. the ass. But that's like they, they bring up they, if he's like their hired gun. He's a Dems hired young gun kind of thing. I guess that's that's what he's yeah, there he's, to do. Pete, I just can't stand uh, them. rap. Mode. I'm not a big fan of him, but I do love that. You know how much they want to go low. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, about yeah. about uh, him being gay and everything, but they know they can't, and they just want to so bad. And then he just <laughs> looks at them like, "Go ahead, I know you want to, I know you want to," yeah. and it puts them off. It puts them off balance. So, like, look, I'm not a big fan of a lot of people, but yeah, you know, you, you can't choose who are your legends of tomorrow, buddy. That's true. You know, and it's a rotating cast of characters, yep. much like our system. Or yep. I'll, oh, so maybe not. There. So the Legion of Doom. They have their scene. And Thawne, I love this scene, by the way. Me too. Thawne is showing, he's like, give me the amulets. And he, I'm going to show you what these mean. And he puts the two together. And Malcolm Merlin goes, ooh, Damien, look, it's two amulets that fit together into one or something like that. And he just looks at him, he's like, I didn't hire you just because you're a pretty face. And just the comfort these guys have already just bantering with each other is so much fun mm-hmm. this is why i love this episode this is why we finally get our bad guy team this is it yeah. it's the legion of doom yeah uh, and thawne puts the the amulet together and it shows and a little finally we can back. find luke skywalker now thank yeah. god it took <laughs> so long mm-hmm. god i didn't even think of that but yeah uh, i like this better um and it, Malcolm Merlin again not impressed by anything because he's always like the one that's a little like what's all this shit and Dark has to look at him like okay dummy it looks like a compass a compass you know leads to something what are we looking for and it's revealed that they're looking for the spear of destiny which can be used to rewrite reality and get the fuck out yep <laughs> crazy mm-hmm. and it's it's the spear that pierced Christ's side the day of the crucifixion that's pretty and cool. This is a magical item that I was first introduced to in DC Comics. Hmm, not in they, the Bible? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> no, because it's not in the fucking Bible. Yeah. The sphere of destiny. There's no fucking sphere. You just of mentioned it was the first one. Technically, it is. Technically, it is. Well, it's not named. <laughs> Look, nowhere in the Bible. They don't give a name to it, but I don't think they ever say the word. I don't holy. Think it, they, they don't no. say holy grail in the words of the of the Bible either. Well, yeah, but they, I don't think they even like anyone could correct me if I'm wrong. But I, you know, read the fucking Bible when I was a kid. I don't think they mentioned that he got stabbed. I've seen, you know, the the paintings from the Renaissance where they're stabbing him in the sure. side and everything. I don't know if yeah. it's in the actual fucking scripture. But in those paintings, those paint- people stabbing, one of them must be holding the spear, the spear of destiny. destiny. <laughs> and and it's been used apparently like I said, I first heard about it in DC Comics and it was there was a spear of destiny and the goblet of whatever bullshit or something like that. And it was the explanation as to why the superheroes couldn't end World War II in an afternoon that Hitler had the spear of destiny and Tojo had the other fucking thing. And if any of the major heroes with powers basically came into that area, they'd fall under their control. Apparently this is something that's been around in as an actual artifact people talk about maybe existing this, that, and the other, there was an idea of having an Indiana Jones and the spear of destiny 
cool. It was an idea for a movie, and they turned it into a, a comic book miniseries. Hmm. Um, so in, in this universe, the Spirit of Destiny can literally be used to alter reality to make it however you want. And they need to find it. And to find it at this point, they need to find Captain Rip Hunter. Yeah, love it. I'm like, hey, there, I knew he was going to be back soon enough. And it cut to, cut to, uh, is it Los Angeles, 1967? It's definitely California, 1967. Uh, and looks awesome and these odds uh, it looks like it's rip hunter being shot but they're actually on a movie set yep. that's somebody playing rip hunter but the director is the actor uh, who plays rip hunter in a, an american accent mm-hmm. it's hilarious fucking awesome reveal great twist that looked awesome that last bit in the 60s i hope that's where we're going next week johnny are it we is, it is where we're going next week and i'm just i'm not gonna spoil it for you but all of the untouchable shit is going on here. We're going to have a very pop culture episode uh, uh, next time mm-hmm. that I think works a lot better. We'll oh, see how I'm you feel about it. it, but it's super, I think it's super fun. It's mm-hmm. super silly, super okay. fun, but okay. we are established with the bad guys and the good guys and, and what we're after. Mm-hmm. And rips back, but wow, what? Why? Why is Rip back? Why is he a director? Why is Snart a ghost? We don't know. But everything is going to be made clear over the, as we head into the meat of the season. Feels like it. It does. Yeah, this, cool. that's what this is. So yeah. So this really reminded me of that of that episode last season where it had like that big uh, monster robot who pushed it, who punched its head its head yeah. through the face of like the that thing. Yeah, the Leviathan. Yeah, that's yeah. what I, that was like the tsn turning points just like this with this one it was like all of a sudden there was a speedster on the wave rider a surprise speedster yeah it was great mm-hmm. oh and uh like i think it's it this we see the development of the legends cast and how they they, they change them but at the same time the most fun is watching the villains in this season at this point because they've just been teased up to this point now we get a lot of them in almost every episode and Mm. they're just so much fun to watch that it's why i enjoyed this episode as much as i did i also enjoyed watching that al capone guy and going how did this happen i don't understand how this happened and god bless him yeah you got a a nice little payday there i'm I'm, i wish him all the best i just hope we never let's never speak of him again (laughs) you know you are going to go to some fucking audition motherfucker and that guy behind that maybe from what you said about like um um uh, oh, you said he's on production design team or production teams. Yeah, he's in production he's and directing and directing. Yeah. Uh, directing. Oh, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. I'll I'll hold up hold. <laughs> I'll hold further comments. I think I've already buried the guy. <laughs> I think it's too, it's too late. Right I think now. I think I uh, yeah. The, I can just the, picture this. My you're gonna, gonna go in, You're gonna go in. You're gonna go in to, to, on a read, and you're, you're gonna be talking. You're gonna make it through all the levels, and you're gonna get to the big boss, yep. and you're gonna sit down at that desk, and you're gonna see him. And he's going to be completely nice and want to give you the fucking gig. And Mm -hmm. you're going to just be looking at his face the entire time. 
and it's you're just it, it, all you got to do is make a good impression and this episode of this tv show and this podcast is going to cost you that gig and i'm right. sorry but what i'm not sorry about is talking to you about this tonight this really that was a great time i had a, a super amount of fun again painkillers at the yin yang this has been yeah. a fucking diarrhea Ow. mouth show nice um, but uh we'll be back uh, on saturday with mystery titans theater um, listen to everything else on the Plum Podcast Network. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter. And oh yeah, new logo. Tell us. us what you think about the new logo. Uh, oh yeah, we got a new logo that Travis made. That is dope. I'd wear that. Yeah. It, that's t-shirt shit. That's what I kind of thought. That's t-shirt yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. man. Look, if, I went for kind of a booster gold uh, blue beetle kind of. I know. Those are two. Boy. Those are two of my favorite uh, obscure DC characters right there. Obscure? How dare you? Well, like, like you know, they're not as they're not to your top tier. I wouldn't even call them your like that. Come on, how many kids out there loving Booster Gold and Who Blue the Beetle? Who cares the kids? Uh, Bo- this is Blue the Beetle, way I- Blue Beetle and Booster Gold were part of Funny Justice League, which is what got me back into comic books. Right after not reading them for like all right, all right, right. years. All right. So you don't know, Danny. When they, they I think they're Max, great. They had Max Lord murder in, you know, in that that whole dark dc shit right around identity crisis that i didn't like they had maxwell lord murder that's right, the blue yeah. beetle and that yeah. and i really was like fuck you mm-hmm. fuck this and i know i want funny justice league but uh all right good night everyone peace out peace out